Welcome to the Get Hungry Podcast, a show where we expand the bounds of what you see possible by exploring new topics each week to level up your thinking and cultivate your God-given potential. doing? I'm Josh and welcome to the Get Hungry podcast. Now, I hope you've all had a fantastic week and you are ready to explore an idea that has actually been on my mind for the past few days now, and that is learning to embrace intimidation. Now, the thing about this phrase is that it's composed of two opposing ideas. You know, intimidation is typically something that we want to run from and get as far away as possible from instead of actually trying to embrace that. So we're going to explore how we can actually further ourselves if we take this concept on board this week. But before we do that, let's go straight into the word of the week. And the word of the week this week is envisage. And the definition is to form a mental picture of something not yet existing or known. Pretty cool word, so make sure that you're trying to use this word this week in your conversations. Now, before I get into fleshing out this week's topic, I just want to thank you for taking the time in your day to listen to this podcast. It really does mean a lot to me, and like always, I'm going to try to provide some value to you, or at least spark an interest in your mind so that you can think about this concept and apply it to your life so that you can grow towards both finding your passion and cultivating your God-given potential. Okay, so before I look into the phrase as a whole, I think it's important to split it up into its two constituent parts and examine each one. So when it comes to embrace, there are two main definitions. The first one is probably the first one that came to your mind, and that is when you hold someone closely in your arms, especially as a sign of affection. So if you're embracing someone, usually it's a friend, it's a family member, or someone that you don't see as a threat. Now, The second definition is to accept typically a belief, theory, or change willingly and enthusiastically. So when you embrace either someone or something, it's usually done quite willingly, quite enthusiastically. It's something that you want to do. You're not doing out of necessity, and it can be done as a sign of love or approval. So it's typically a positive thing or a positive action. Now, when it comes to intimidate or intimidation, it's quite the opposite. Now, I have a couple of definitions here. The first one is to make timid or fearful. Another definition is causing a loss of courage or self-confidence, producing feelings of fear or timidity. You know, when I say the word intimidate, in your mind, you're probably thinking of a situation where you were feeling intimidated, either a person that you're intimidated by or a situation or a circumstance in which you were intimidated. So I would say that at its core, the feeling of intimidation is actually insecurity or comparison in action. And this is commonly brought on by situations or other people. I was reading an article on this and I'd love to read a little excerpt for you that I think they really covered it nicely. So they said, we allow ourselves to be triggered by our own insecurities and issues when we see someone who we perceive as not having that same hurdle to conquer. We also set ourselves up to misinterpret someone else's amount of self-love, sense of self-worth, or belief in oneself. 
Both of these instances produce the negative emotion of intimidation and it's easier to project outwards and place the blame on another person than reflect inwards and wonder why someone has caused this feeling within us to emerge. So in this article, they're basically saying that when faced with intimidation, our default response is actually to sort of go on the defensive. We not only are more mindful of our insecurities, but we can then begin to misinterpret someone else's um, confidence and their self-love or their sense of worth as arrogance or as a threat. So I think this leads nicely into what I would say my definition of this phrase embrace intimidation is. So to embrace intimidation is to willingly and enthusiastically accept people or situations that instill feelings of fear and challenge our self-confidence. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, this guy has lost it. What is he going on about? As if I'm going to embrace intimidation. You know, why would I do this? And the answer is because this is where growth and results actually lie. You know, in embracing intimidation and situations where we're feeling fearful, we're challenged and our self-confidence is questioned, we truly are able to not only grow, but see results that far exceed our previous expectation. Now, I do think there's an important caveat to make here, and this is that there definitely are intimidating situations where you do need to flee from. So situations that are harmful or abusive to you or to other people, these are situations that you don't need to embrace, but you actually do need to flee from. And I think this leads nicely into, I guess, looking into the fight or flight mechanism. This is something that we've probably all heard of before, and it's the body's innate response to situations that instill fear within us or challenging situations or areas where we're not comfortable. You know, our heart rate is elevated, our palms start to get sweaty, we have a sudden rush of adrenaline. Basically, our body is just getting ready to either fight or to fly out of there, you know, get out of that situation. Now, the thing is, our body can't actually discern which situations require fight or flight. And so it's literally up to us. We have the ability to use this mechanism to our advantage and use this boost of adrenaline or excitement to excel at the situation that's in front of us. It's funny, I was actually at a martial art class the other day and I was sparring a partner. And if it wasn't for this mechanism, I would have been flattened, but because I had a boost of adrenaline, excitement, my heart rate was elevated, I was more responsive, I was quicker, I was able to actually stay on my feet and you know keep my head in the game. I mean, having said that, my partner was going easy on me because he was a black belt and I've literally just started. But it was cool to be able to experience this mechanism firsthand, especially having it so fresh on my mind. And at the end of the class, actually, they do this thing where they sit around in a circle and everyone has a chance to, I guess, debrief about something that they learnt or liked from the class and just pretty much have the floor for a second. And when it was the instructor's turn, he was talking to us all about physiological triggers. And this is a concept that I think we can actually adapt and use when trying to embrace intimidation. Now, physiological triggers, rituals, whatever you want to call them, they are physical activities or actions that spark positivity. So he was saying that in the past, when he either won a competition or succeeded at something, he would do this specific physical, it was almost like a fist bump, a double-handed fist bump type thing. 
And for him, he was saying that because that's something that he's done when he won or achieved something great, when he's in a situation where he's filled with fear, he does this same activity or the same action and those feelings of positivity and excitement rush back into his head and he's able to succeed at the thing that initially caused him fear. So when we know we're going to face fear, we're going to put ourselves in a situation that could be intimidating or even talk to someone who is quite intimidating. We can do this little action and spark this positivity and remind ourselves so that we embrace intimidation. Now, before we can truly take ownership of the mentality that we are people who embrace intimidation, it's important to recognize and understand the default responses to intimidation that currently exist. So I think that there's three main responses to intimidation. There might be more, but I would say there's three main ones. Number one is retreat and shut down. So when faced with intimidation, response number one is where the fight and flight mechanism kicks in, but not in a good way. You know, we start to become stressed, we become sweaty, you know, we might even start to blush a little bit, we're a little bit fearful, we're a bit scared, our insecurities flood our mind, we shut down, we can no longer perform at a level that we truly know we are capable of because that is not at the forefront of our mind, the fear and intimidation is. And so everything inside of you is telling you, do whatever you can to get out of this situation. You shut down and you retreat, whether physically or mentally. And this is really debilitating. A lot of the time, people don't actually have control over this type of mechanism. And I know that because this kind of is my default response. As I've said before, if we want to try and change something, first, we need to acknowledge that it is going on. And the second step is to take action. So I have acknowledged for me that this was my default mechanism. Um, and in doing that a couple of years ago, I've really noticed a bit of a shift in my confidence in my ability to embrace intimidating situations. And this doesn't mean that this is no longer my response because there are definitely situations where this does kick in, but it's something that I'm aware of and I'm actively trying to combat. The second response is to fight or compete. And people that have this as their default response sort of see intimidation as a threat something they need to try and combat to compete against or fight against so that they can prove to whatever situation or whatever person is intimidating them that they are the best or they are number one. And this is something that you see a lot in sports, uh, specifically, I guess, fighting sports, where, where one of the goals that fighters have in their press conference is to try and intimidate their opponent so that they don't perform at their best on game day. And a lot of the time, this literally can get quite messy because person A feels that person B is attacking them with intimidation. And so they feel they have to stand up or fight against that and compete against that. And a lot of the time this results in low blows or making fun of people's insecurities. So a Bible verse that comes to mind when thinking about this response is Philippians 2, 3, where it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourself. So instead of competing or trying to intimidate the intimidator, which is commonly done out of selfish ambition, 
ambition or vain conceit, try to take on a more humble approach to things. And this leads into response number three, which is the one that I think we should all strive towards. And this is to embrace intimidation and succeed. So it's neither retreating and shutting down, nor fighting and competing, but almost a combination of the two. Taking on that humility approach, trying not to hurt anyone or having other people's best interest in mind, while seeing intimidation as a challenge, one that you are willing to step up to and accept, and in doing so, you will succeed. Succeed. Now, when thinking of this response, another Bible verse that comes to mind is a bit of a famous one, actually. It's Joshua 1 9, where it says, Have not I commanded you, be strong and courageous, be not afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So literally here, the Bible is saying, be strong and courageous, you know, stand up to that intimidation. Don't be threatened by it. Don't stand down and always try to retreat. You don't have to be afraid or discouraged. And as a man of faith, I know that the Lord, my God is with me wherever I go. And this is very comforting because I know that I'm not taking on any challenge alone or relying on my own personal strength and ability to do that. I have God there with me, providing me the strength, the courage, and granting me with a sound mind where I otherwise would have been quite flustered. Now, I just want to reiterate here that this is a journey that I myself am still going down. You know, I definitely haven't fully taken on this drive to embrace intimidation, but it's something that I'm working on and being mindful of it and having that in my head hopefully will help me to shift my default response from retreating, shutting down, being too afraid to embracing intimidation being strong and being courageous. Now, I said before that I've noticed a little bit of a shift in myself, and I'd just like to share a little personal story or a personal experience with you. So at my work, I directly deal with people day in, day out. That's part of the job. And because of this, I get to interact with a range of different personality types. You know, One of the things that at work they talk about are this idea of different jackets. And I may have touched on this in a previous episode, but it's basically saying that different people are wired differently. You know, you have more director personalities, people that are down the line, no fluff. You have people that are more thoughtful. You have people that are more social. It kind of is expanding this idea of introvert and extrovert into four different categories. And for me, the most difficult type of person to deal with is someone who is direct down the line because I can see this as almost an attack or an offense. You know, it's in, in a situation where I feel a little bit intimidated in, if I'm being honest. You know, my default is to retreat, to shut down, not say anything, not do anything that's going to cause them to flare up any further. But the more I've dealt with people like this, I've really started to build a bit of, I guess, resilience. Some might say a bit of a backbone. <laughs> And in situations where someone is quite direct or down the line or they're complaining or they're not happy with me or with the service that they've been provided with, I'm a lot more intentional about trying to be strong, courageous and stand my ground. Something that I found has personally worked for me too is in situations where you're facing someone who is quite intimidating, in the back of your mind, try and think or try and explore some ideas as to where this intimidation comes from, from a neutral perspective. You know, don't start throwing low blows at them in your mind, but try to genuinely think, okay, this person's quite direct. Why are they like that? 
Maybe it was their upbringing. Maybe they were brought up in an environment where they really had to fend for themselves. They become quite independent or they've always had to prove themselves. You know, there's a lot of different reasons why people respond in this way and why they have more of a direct approach to things. And so just intentionally try and treat that person from a neutral perspective. Don't let that person have any power over you because at the end of the day, no matter what a person's job description is, their role is, they're still just a human being. But that's a whole different discussion for a different day. What I'm trying to say is you do have the ability to be strong and courageous, not to be afraid or discouraged. It won't come overnight. It'll be something you'll have to start to chip away at over time like I have and am. But through deciding in your mind to embrace intimidation, to see it as a challenge, not a threat, I believe we really will be able to succeed together. Well, that just about sums up this week's episode of the podcast. Hopefully, I was able to provide a new idea that you can think through this week, I would challenge you to try and identify what your default response is. Are you a person like me who tends to retreat or shut down? Do you fight, compete, or have to one-up your opponent or the situation that is intimidating? Or have you already taken on this mindset of embracing intimidation and succeeding as a result of doing so? Well, thank you so much for listening. I will see you again next week right here on the Get Hungry podcast.